Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. Esther chapter 2, as you're standing there, look at your neighbor and tell them, what's your why? Say, what's your why? I know you don't understand it, but you'll understand it here in a second. Esther chapter 2, starting in verse 5. If you're there, say amen. amen. If you forgot your Bible, just look above you and it's on the screen there. Esther chapter 2, verse 5 starts in this. It says, In Shushan, the citadel, there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jair, the son of Shemai, the son of Kish, a Benjamite. Kish had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captives who had been captured with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried away. And Mordecai had brought up Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother. The young woman was lovely and beautiful. When her father and mother died, Mordecai took her as his own daughter. Bow your heads with me this morning. Let's pray. Father, I pray this morning, God, that you would take us to a new revelation of who you are in our lives. God, that we would understand, Father, we are more valuable than what we've been through, God. We are worth more, Father God, than our past, Father God. How we got here is not as important as why we are here right now, Lord. So I pray this morning we would leave here encouraged, Lord, knowing that you have everything under control. In the matchless name of Jesus, we all say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Your how is not greater than your why. What's your why? I hope by the end of this service you'll be able to define that. Maybe not so much define it, but get to the point where you begin to understand that the junk that you've been through, the process of life, the, 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 the journey that got you to where you are at right now has a greater purpose than just the journey itself. The how you got here is not as important as the why you're here. Thank you, Christina. How you got here this morning is not as important as why you are here this morning. I want you to know there is meaning beyond your hurt. There is meaning beyond your pain. There is meaning beyond your failures. There's something that God is trying to do. And God used all those things to get you to this destination this morning to let you know that your how you got here is not greater than the why that you are here. The failures, the mistakes, the disappointments, everything that you've been through in life, it has nothing, to, it has, it has nothing on the thing that God has for you in life. Can I get an amen? amen. You see, we focus so much... On the, per, on the things that brought us to this place. When we get the mic, we tell, the, we tell our testimony and it's powerful. Our, your testimony is powerful. The Bible says that we overcame the enemy by the, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And it's powerful, but understand, your testimony got you to a place and it qualifies you to be, to be used for the kingdom of God. What you've been through makes you the, available to be the redeemed of Christ. Your testimony, but understand, you are something beyond your testimony. A lot of us like to tell the junk in our life. We like to tell the sad stories, but understand, there's meaning behind the sad story. That happened for a purpose and for a reason, and it's hard to understand how God, a loving God, would allow certain things to happen in our lives. Where you thought everything was set up and everything was going good, and all of a sudden the curtain or the rug is pulled from underneath you, and now you find yourself at a place wondering, where the heck did God go? I didn't sign up for this. You ever found yourself at that place before? 
Do you know that God in his infinite wisdom will use your failures, your disappointments, and your mess-ups? He saw all that way before he even called you and gave you the call on your life. He still saw past your mess-ups, your failures, your resentments, your hurts, your pains, and he still qualified you for the kingdom. Why? Because the journey that you are going on in life right now is not as great as your destination that he's trying to get you to this, this morning. <clears throat> Let's look at Esther's life so far. She is a child of Jewish exiles. Both her parents are dead. And she is an orphan being raised by her cousin in a foreign land. Would you say this is a sad story? Her parents are dead. There are Jewish exiles. And her, her, she's being raised by her cousin in a foreign land. I would say that the story of Esther is pretty sad. And I would say that some of your stories are pretty sad. But I need you to understand something. That if you read the book of Esther and all you identify with is her problems, you haven't read the book of Esther the way the book of Esther is meant to be written. You, ha you don't understand. Because you, you have to know this, that your problems qualify you to be used by God. Yeah. I believe this one day that God will allow you to hang your problems on the wall and that will be your degree by which you're qualified to minister to other people. You see, some of you can't grasp this right now because you're still stuck in the woe is me. And that's okay. I just come to encourage you this morning. I just come to tell you something. There's life beyond your hurt. There's meaning to your pain. God never wastes the pain. There's something that God's doing through you, and he's taking you through this journey, and you're asking God, how could this be you? Understand, it doesn't matter how you started. It just matters how you finish. And when you get to your destination, it'll clear up some things in life, and you'll understand at that very moment. The Bible doesn't tell a story of a poor little girl who lost it all, but of a young lady who went through some trash in life. She's introduced as Esther, but she soon becomes Queen Esther. If you read the book of Esther and only identify with her problems and you haven't read the book of Esther the way it's written, God just needs to place her in the right environment because she's Esther, but God created her to be Queen Esther. You just have to be placed in the right environment for that stuff to be pulled out of you. And can I tell you this? That environment oftentimes is harsh. When you plant plants, you put that seed or that bulb in an environment of manure. You put that stuff and you plant it in an environment of crap. But it's that crap that helps to make that seed germinate and all of a sudden that crap turns into the sweet fruit that you eat. Understand, you will never become sweet if you just stay in the crap mode. I don't know anybody who likes to hang around crap people. Just smell, you never germinate, you've never grown, you've never allowed your problems to play the point, the, 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 the process in your life. You've never allowed those things. You're just going through your problems. You're not growing through your problems. And so you're just sitting there going through them. Woe is me, God, when's this going to end? Understand, God's producing something in you that nothing else can. It's the problem that's producing something inside of you. Don't reject it. And I'm not saying that you got to embrace it, but understand, it's part of process it's part of the process in order for redemption to come our way the process was the cross Jesus was willing to go through the problem in order to find the process to redeem you and me 
You see, how you got here is not as important as why you're here. It doesn't matter whether I flew in this morning, drove in, got a piggyback ride from my, from my dad, or, you know, I took a little pedal scooter. It doesn't matter how I got here this morning. That's not going to change lives. What's going to change lives is why I came here. The reason I came here this morning, if, I, if, if, you're just stuck on the desti- if you're just stuck on the journey, guess what? The destination will mean nothing to you. You see, many of us could identify how we got here. Maybe you were raised in church and you were born under the pews. You've just always been here. Or maybe it was something of, of, of drug addiction, something that brought you to the lowest point of your life that you came here and you said, I just need something better than this. Maybe it was a divorce that drove you here. Maybe it was depression, loneliness, a broken heart. I don't know what brought you here this morning. Maybe you failed at something that you attempted at and you're looking and saying, man, I don't know. I, I, I can't see beyond this, but it brought you to this point. Can I tell you something? That all that junk in life, if it brought you to this point, it brought It brought you to the right place in life. It brought you to the right place in life. And many of us are trying to push away our problems. We're trying to run from everything. So you move from destination to destination, jump from church to church. You're trying to escape it. You have to learn to grow through it, not just go through it. God's got something on the other end, but you will never know if you don't stick it out. You'll never know to understand the journey is not as important as the destination. The journey is not as important as your destination. When you're on your journey to Disneyland, how many stop off and just are wowed by the great windmills before you get there? They're cool, they're beautiful, but that's not why I'm going that way. And many of you are stuck there at the windmills. You're looking, you're taking pictures. The kids are all excited. You got pictures on Facebook of you, by the way. Who cares about that? They want to see Mickey Mouse. They want to see you on, you know, that Tower of Terror. They want to see all those pictures. They want to see all those things and don't say anything about Tower of Terror either. (laughs) They want to see those things. They want to see, you want to enjoy those things. Why? Because, you know what, hanging out at the windmills is maybe fun for a quick second. It's good for a quick picture. But that's not the place that I desire to get. Your kids are going to get mad that you're just stuck at the windmills. And in life, we do that sometimes. The destination is out of mind, and we're just focused in on the journey. Understand, the journey is great, and I believe that we need to celebrate different parts of our journey in life. Some of you wait till you get to the mountaintop to celebrate. You need to celebrate a quarter way up the mountain and say, I'm glad I'm not on the ground anymore. Then you need to celebrate halfway up the mountain and say, I'm glad I'm not a quarter way down any longer. Celebrate at three quarters, because when you get to the top, that's where you throw the biggest celebration, because it means that much more. means so much more when you're at the top. But understand, you have to celebrate the steps in life. Hey, maybe you're not out the woods yet. It's okay. You're not where you used to be. It's progress. Throw yourself a party. Send out invites on Facebook. People are going to look and say, why are you throwing a party? Because I'm not who I used to be. I'm not what I'm supposed to be. But God's made a change in my life. I'm going to celebrate it. It's not the journey, it's the destination. Esther's story, like many of ours, starts out in a destructive way, starts out in a sad, sob story. But it doesn't end there. The story of Esther wasn't written for us to cry about. It was written for you to cry about, wipe your tears, and understand there's something more to you than just your tears. There's something more to you than just the hurt. 
You see, some of us wear the t-shirt that says, I'm hurt, I'm going to cry, I'm going to tell all my problems all the time. That's awesome when you're going through some stuff, but understand, if you've been in that, in that rut for five, ten years, you need to begin to make your way out of that because you don't see the destination. God's got something greater for you in mind than just the problem. Step out of the problem mindset. Step out of it. There's some people I want to unfriend on Facebook because it depresses me when I read your status. Put something encouraging on there. Hey, we all know you're going through some junk, but put something. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm going through some junk because I know he's taking me out. I'll get happy about that. I'll keep you as a friend. But if all I see is depressing stuff, like, man, I'll just pass right past you, just zip right past you. Understand, man, I know that we got problems. I'm not saying we're exempt from problems. What I am saying is, man, do you want out? of the junk. Do you want to move beyond it? Because if not, then you're going to be left alone. You see, recently me and my daughters, we planted some seeds in this little pot. Some, they wanted flowers and herbs and all that stuff. You know, only a few of them grew. Watered them all the same, planted them all the same, but only a few of them grew. And it's like us this morning. Listen, just because you're here doesn't mean you're going to grow. Just because you're hearing a word doesn't mean it's going to hit you the same like it does everybody else. You need to make the choice to push through. Can you imagine that seed? As it says, you know what? That water is making me feel good. It begins to push through and push through and push through. And it perseveres pretty soon. It's reaching. What's it reaching for? What's the seed coming out for? The sun. It's reaching for the sun. Do you have it enough inside of you that you say, you know what, I just got to get to him, and you just begin to reach out. Why? Because every time a word is dropped on you, you know what it's doing? It's dropping water. It's dropping water. It's dropping water. You decide whether you're going to grow or not. Don't you dare blame the pastor, the church you're at, the Bible that you're reading, anything else. You decide, am I going to get out of this junk? Why? Because you have the opportunity and the chance to say enough is enough done with it. There's greatness inside of you, and I just came to remind you in case you forgot. When you know why you came here, clears up the process of how you got here. When you understand why you're here, it clears up the process of how you got here because the how is a horrible story. But the why is a celebration. The why is my destination. The why is, my, is the very thing God's called me to do. And when I understand why all the junk I've been through, I understand why I had to go through that. And I understand the process that it played in my life. And I understand the plan that it played in my life. And that I wasn't going to stay there forever. Can I tell you, it's not going to rain forever in your life. The sun has to come out sometime. And you've got to wait for it. Esther 4.14 says this, For if you remain completely silent, Mordecai's talking to Esther. says, Esther, if you remain completely silent at this time, says, don't worry, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. Can I tell you this? If you don't answer your call, someone's going to step in your place and answer it for you. Someone's going to step in your place and answer the call that you were supposed to answer. says, Help will arise from the, for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's household will perish. But I love this portion of the scripture right here. He says, yet Esther, who knows? Who knows whether you were called to the kingdom 
for such a time as this. You were called to the kingdom for such a time as this. Why did you go through the junk that you went through at the time that you went through it to get here at this time right now? Because you were called for such a time as this. Last year wasn't your time. Right now is your time. You've been called for such a time as this. And so you've been through the junk in life. You've been through the crap in life. You face all that stuff to get here for the right now. Everything's about timing. Music's all about timing. Sports is all about timing. It's all about timing. Life's all about timing. The moment we get off time is the moment that everything goes out of, out of whack. Everything, everything goes, if your heartbeat goes out of rhythm right now, you'll have a heart attack. You'll feel some stuff happening. If your heartbeat goes out of timing, something will take place. Everything is about timing. You've been called for such a time as this. Esther came to the kingdom. For such a time as that, and I could imagine the moment that Mordecai spoke that word into her life. Understand, here's Esther brought into this foreign land and now placed in the kingdom. And now she's there for a year getting treatments to spend one night with the king, not even knowing if the king would select her to be queen. But God had set it up because when we read the scripture earlier, the Bible says this about Esther, that she was lovely and that she was beautiful. You have to understand something, that God made her lovely and beautiful because the king was going to look at her and desire her. Understand, God's made you lovely and beautiful more than just for sexual attraction. God's made you lovely and beautiful because it's going to play a part in the role that he has you in life. Don't you abuse that beautifulness in you. Don't you abuse what God's placed in your life. And so he makes Esther lovely and beautiful because if she was ugly, she would have never been chosen. Never been chosen for the kingdom. And I could imagine in her mind as the, as the reel begins to play backwards. You ever have an aha moment? Where something makes sense that didn't make sense before? Where you're looking at the problem, you're looking at the bills, you're looking at the checkbook, you're looking at whatever it is you're looking at, you're looking at it just confusing your mind. It's just full of, just full of confusion. You're looking at it. You can't get an answer. You're, you're sitting there. You're looking at your problems. You're looking at your situations in life. And you're sitting there, and it's mind-boggling to you. And you don't understand why, and it's confusing. And all of, something, all of a sudden, something is said. You hear a song. You hear a preacher preach something. You read something in the Scripture, and all of a sudden, bam, aha. That's why. That's why I went through what I went through. My understanding wasn't yesterday, but my understanding is today. This is why I went through what I went through. And I could imagine that happen in Esther's life as she plays the reel back in her life this, uh, that shows her parents dying and her being carried off to a foreign land, being raised by Mordecai, her cousin. All these things taking place, now being placed in the kingdom, going through this year treatment. Now the king selecting her and her being voted in as queen and chosen as queen, still not knowing what's, what's happening. Then Mordecai drops this word in their spirit. Who knows, Esther, whether you've been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. Bing, 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 lights going off in her head and she begins to understand this is what I've been called to do to save my people. Been called to save my people. She goes on to tell Mordecai this. 
Listen, Mordecai, I'm going to put my life on the line because if the king doesn't accept me going into his presence, I could die. But I'm going to do it anyway because now I know what I've been called to do in life. And all of a sudden, Esther, the orphaned girl, dead parents being raised by her cousin in a foreign land now has purpose and meaning to her life beyond the pain and beyond the hurt. You see, some of you this morning have been through some junk in life. You've been through some disappointments. You've been through some failures. You've been through some mess-ups. You feel like you're living in a foreign land, and you feel like you've got nothing to live for any longer. Can I tell you, your aha moment is about to take place. Your aha moment is about to take place. Why you went through what you went through is about to be revealed to you, and it's about to be cleared up. All the junk that you've been through, but I'll tell you this, it will never mean nothing to you unless you embrace it. Sometimes you have to embrace that you've messed up in life and you've done some junk in life. You have to embrace that because that qualifies you to be used in the kingdom of God. Because if you haven't got no resume, what do people look for when, they, when, they, when they're hiring somebody? They're looking for job experience. Do you have experience in this area? And so what do you do? You open up a men's home, John. Why? Because you got experience in the area. That qualified you. You thought it disqualified you, but it qualified you. Pastor Ant, you're qualified to be a church planner. Why? Because you've got the experience and you know what it is to go through it. That qualifies you. You've got some junk in life that you've been through. That is your degree by which God will show on your wall to show why you're qualified to do what you're doing. But you've got to embrace it at times. You're qualified. What made you qualified is your mess up. She plays this flash, this flashback takes place in her mind as she comes to the conclusion, this is why I went through what I went through. Didn't enjoy it. You see, many of you know that over two years ago, we lost a baby. My wife miscarried and lost our child and about two weeks ago, I was on vacation. We're expecting our, our, our third child here. We got a little boy on the way, and so he'll be here in, in September, August, September-ish. And, and as I'm putting his room together, getting it ready, painting all the little boy colors and everything, all of a sudden I find myself just breaking down and crying. I went to Pastor Dan's office. I said, man, I think I'm losing my mind. I couldn't put a simple doorknob on, Rick. I couldn't get a doorknob to go together. A bathroom doorknob wouldn't work for me. It just couldn't go together. And I put the thing down, and I went to my bed, and I laid down, and I just began to cry like a baby. And I was like, my, my, my eyes are crying, but my mind's saying, dude, you're losing your mind. What's going on with you? And my wife's lying next to me. I said, I don't know what's happening to me. <laughs> what was happening to me is I realized that I should have put the room together two years ago. When we expected our third child, this should be my fourth baby. And I never took time to mourn and I never took time to cry. I just got back into life and did what I was supposed to do. But when my wife was in the waiting room, when we found out that we lost a baby, I was reading the scripture in 2 Corinthians, I believe it is, and it says this. It says that God will be close to you when you're going through problems. 
And he'll hold you up. And the moment that you're cool and you could take it on your own, he says, he'll, he'll release, he'll, you'll come out from under his covering. But he says, then you'll come around somebody else who's going through those problems because you've been through them. You could help them through those problems. And I love that scripture. I journaled on it that day and I thought it was an amazing scripture. But little did I know that five, ten minutes later, that scripture would become reality to me. That scripture would hit home to me. And I want you to understand this, that I'm qualified now to speak to people who have lost children because it's something that we just kind of push under the carpet. But I want to let you know that I've been through some of that junk and I've survived it and God's bringing me through it. Why? Because I'm going to come beside some other people that have lost children in life and I can begin to bring healing. Why? Because as I help to bring healing in your life, it helps to bring healing in my life as well. I'm qualified to go through that stuff because I've been through that stuff. That's your junk, and you have junk in life too that you think that you want to forget about. Sometimes you have to know that qualifies you to be used in the kingdom of God. Qualifies you. If God could take dirt and fashion it into Adam and make it a living being, God could take your hurts, your resentments, your disappointments your failures, and God could take that and turn it into something beautiful and use it for his honor and glory. Don't you dare think that you're done yet. You're just starting. God's not finished with you. He hasn't forgot about you. He didn't leave you and forsake you. God says that he'll never leave you or forsake you. He got a promise for your life. There's a destination that you got to get to, but you got to understand you got to go through the journey. So I'll tell you this as I close. You might not need this right now. But you take these notes and you put them in your back pocket. Because as long as you got air in your lungs and your heart is still beating, you will face trials. But understand that those trials are there to make you better. They're there to make you stronger. Why did you go through what you went through? I have no clue, but I understand this now. I have this much understanding on it, that God will use even my mess-ups, my resentments, my failures, and he'll use it for his honor and for his glory, and that qualifies me to be used in the kingdom, and I just came to encourage you this morning, you've been called for such a time as this. It's not time to sit back and cry about it any longer. Hey, cry when you need to cry. But you grab that tissue, wipe your tears, and know this. He's not finished with you yet. You're not done. You're not through. She walked into the story as Esther, but walked out as Queen Esther. Because the environment pulled it out of her. Don't run from your environment. It's doing more for you right now than you could even imagine. Royalty lies inside of you. Royal blood runs through your veins right now. And you, and you begin to understand... That what I went through wasn't meant to kill me, but it was meant to promote me 
then you understand that if it's meant to promote me, then it's got to get better than this. It's got to get better than this. If God says that he has something better for me, this doesn't look like it right now, but I got to go through this right now in order to get to that. Don't give up when it seems like it's getting tough. Don't give up when it seems like the world is going crazy around you. Just know the crazier that it gets, the greater their destination is going to be, the greater call upon your life. She leaves Queen Esther simply because she embraced everything that she went through and understood that when Mordecai spoke that word, it unlocked destiny in her life. When you're going through problems, the worst thing that you want to hear is that it's going to get better. You want everybody around you to cry with you. And when everybody around you to hold you and hug you and understand that's needed. That's needed for comfort. But it's not going to get you very far. And a lot of you are just looking for comfort. You come to the altar for comfort. Listen, when you come to the altar, the altar is a place of sacrifice. What's that mean? It's a place that I'm coming to kill some stuff. I'm coming to get rid of it. I want this thing dead in my life. I don't want to be comforted from it. I want this thing dead in my life. It's not about being comforted any longer. It's about saying, God, I will sacrifice my greatest pains and my greatest hurt. And no matter how bad it hurts me to let this go, I'm willing to do it because I know that there's life beyond my pain. I've been called for more than this. This is your moment. This is your time. I just unlock destiny inside of you. You either embrace it or you let it go. But if you got guts enough to push through the manure and reach for the sun, you will grow as well. Bow your heads and close your eyes with me. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.